Halison. Welcome to the Halison Games Cast. This is episode 76. My name is Jeffrey Morse, and joining me today, Rob Douglas. How's it going, Rob? Pretty good. Pretty good. I feel like I need to say something stupid in uh, memory of uh, our lost comrade. As always, yes. Nathan Wagner is not joining us here today. He is. Um, still on uh, vacation uh, with the family, and so uh, filling in for for him today is the one, the only, Anthony Shelton. How's it going, Anthony? Nathan needs to get his priorities together, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, like, the fair thing is the internet in Montana, where he is, is so bad. Like it, he said, his family has the best internet package, but the best internet package, like, is so terrible. He probably couldn't even Skype in to do this. So. <laughs> um, we probably don't want him on the show anyways. He'd be all scratchy and, like, you hear grizzly bears in the background and stuff, so. Yeah, you know, Montana. <laughs> Streaming from the woods. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Grizzly from bears and shots. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, there you go. no, uh, Nathan said he'll be listening to the show uh, when, he, when he heads back tomorrow uh, to the Northwest here, but... Uh, yeah, we got a fun show for you guys um, here today. Um, just a quick um, update on our New Year's resolutions. If you may have listened last year, Rob, Nathan, and I made some gaming resolutions of some goals and things we wanted to do in the uh, what became as a what became a great gaming year uh, was last year, and uh, we will fill you in on our final updates on how we. Uh, did and feel about those resolutions we made last year on next week's episode we felt it would just be better to have nathan here for that as well and maybe we'll make some new resolutions as well so uh don't bug us on twitter about it because we're doing it next week um so (laughs) our first news story today is um about the nintendo switch it's a little little console here that is still uh selling like hotcakes and uh uh, the news story this week is that the Switch has actually outsold the Wii U's lifetime sales in Japan already. And so the Wii U sold about $3 million in Japan, um, and it has already broken that and sold about $3.3 million. Now, what's significant about this is, is not only you know, is Japan a big market for Nintendo and you know video games and stuff in general, but the PlayStation 2, also known as the best-selling video game console of all time, um, sold about 3 million units in its first year in Japan, um, which means the Switch now officially is the fastest-selling console in the Japanese market within one year, which means, you know, I'm not saying it's going to sell 150 units like the PS2 did, but, you know, just the records it keeps breaking and how well it keeps selling for Nintendo, I think it's just... um, Really great. You know, this isn't another Wii U situation. Yeah. The U.S. is closing in, and, like, I'm uh, pretty sure at, by uh, March, when we get to the one-year anniversary of the Switch, it's going to be outsold the the worldwide totals for the Wii U, which is crazy. So, I mean, what do you guys think about this? I mean, that's really impressive. I mean, we knew that Switch, you know, going into it, when we were starting to talk about the Switch coming out, we knew it was going to be a really popular one just by the... Just a basic gimmick of it being, you know, you could put it on your TV or handheld or, you know, all that stuff. But I don't think any of us really expected it to become the number one selling console in its first year. So that's, I mean, in Japan at least. So the U.S. is close, but. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the the PS4 obviously still has the biggest user base and uh, install Mm -hmm. base, you know, out of all the the modern consoles. Um, you know, in a, in a couple of years from now, that could be a different story. We don't really know what that looks like, and we don't really know how far away the next PlayStation and Xbox are, but you would think the PS5 is going to come out before, you know, the next Nintendo console, the Switch 2 or whatever, you know, the next uh, version is. But do you guys think the Switch is going to get a, like, a console revision? You know, we've seen the PS4 Pro come out. We've seen the Xbox One X and the Xbox One S. Um, do you think we're going to get like a Switch XL or a Switch X or something like that where either there's a little bit more power or the screen size is different, maybe bigger battery? Um, do you think that is on the cards for Nintendo within a year or two? Um, do, you, do you think that is going to happen? Um, I don't think so. I feel like Nintendo's pretty good at sticking to their gimmicks. Um, I mean, obviously we have like the 3DS that came out with like an XL and all these different skins and everything, but I feel like in their main consoles, (laughs) yeah, I feel like their main consoles, they haven't ever really gone that direction. I don't know. What do you think, Anthony? Uh, yeah, it's too early to tell. Like there's, 
it's too early. <laughs> I guess they don't really need that to. They don't really need to revise it yet with how well it's selling, right? I mean, we didn't get a NES MIDI until last year, right? <laughs> so, well, well, and the N sixty four didn't get anything. Like, I mean, you got yet. like you did yet. get the yet, right? The NES got the actual. Um, you got the top loading version. I remember. Yeah, you got the top loading version. <laughs> That's the one I actually got, um, but it wasn't any more powerful. Like it was the same console; it was just top loading. Yeah. So what, what I was thinking of is more like you know it depends on what we think of the Switch as. If it's really a console, you know, it's probably not going to get any revisions. It'll just be the same thing. But if Nintendo kind of looks at, like, at it like they do with all their portables, where you know they like. Uh, revising things where we got, you know, multiple different versions of Game Boy Advances with the Micro and the SP. And then with the DSs, we got DS, DSi, you know, DS Lite. And with 3DS, you know, there's, I don't even know how many 3DS models now with the, there's a couple different 2DSs and I don't know, all over the place. They really like revising and slightly updating and changing things on the handhelds. So I'm interested to see if they do that kind of handheld route or they stick to like, oh no, this is our console and we're just going to keep our one skew so people don't get confused so i feel like with all the mobile games that they're starting to come out with on cell phone that that's not going to be really in the cards because like i think they're going to classify the switch as a console and Mm -hmm. as a console version of their system and like run it as you know market it for console type material and so i don't think they're going to update that i mean if anything they would update you know come out either with their own cell phone model Oh, you can buy your Nintendo, Nintendo phone, on, <laughs> Nintendo phone, you know, or something like that. <laughs> Powered by Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh. just don't expect to actually be able to get any apps on it because their virtual store will take the entire life cycle of the phone to get active. <laughs> well, um, and you won't be able to talk on it either because voice chat will be disabled. <laughs> you have to have friend codes with someone before you can. Yeah, you have to have friend codes to text right. them, and yeah, yeah. Friend code yeah. and the phone number. Well, being being a new Switch owner, Anthony, um, <laughs> what what is your kind of take on the current online state of the service? Like, has it not really bothered you since you know you have Mario, you know, and Zelda and stuff to play, and those are single player experiences, or are you kind of? you know, frustrated by how there's not really any online connections in the system yet. Uh, there's online. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm playing on a old console, like, (laughs) yeah, in terms of connectivity, all I have is Mario Odyssey. So if it just feels like I'm playing super Mario brothers on the NES or Mario world on a super Nintendo, like I get the message. So-and-so is online great <laughs> i can't talk to him anyway so who cares yeah it's, it's just a window send... you can see your friends online you can see what they're playing but there's zero interaction right yeah so it's just like great i, I guess i'll hit him up on twitter i'll <laughs> go on discord i'm certainly not downloading that nintendo app for <laughs> or whatever so it's like I, sure, like I feel like if the console launched without online, like it, nobody would care. Yeah. Well, yeah. Does, unless does that bother you? Part like, or do you want? Two. Do you really no, want don't those features right in, now. or do you not really care? Uh, I would like at least a messaging feature. But yeah, like a text message or something like old school, yeah. like Xbox 360. You get the whole keyboard for your controller control. yeah i mean the, i mean you could just use the tablet so that yeah. that's it would be very convenient so it would be yeah um there if you're in handheld mode but you know it's like i don't even miss it right now because i just have odyssey i feel like it would be a much bigger problem if you have mario kart 8 or splatoon 2 or yeah. some other on or arms but right now I'm, i don't give a flip <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's well. whatever Nintendo Switch, selling well, selling it like hotcakes. Um, there's rumor to be a Nintendo Direct um, in the next week or two, so hopefully we'll have some uh, more news uh, to share about the Switch and what to expect coming up for this year uh, next week. But uh, our next news piece um, is actually kind of a funny one. Um, I was browsing Reddit um, last week, and I was on the gaming forum. It's always a dangerous game. Oh, very dangerous. But uh, there is a there's a user posted that Microsoft stole his ad. I'm like, okay, this is probably some 
crackpot conspiracy theory. And he's like, okay, so I posted this link and he linked his old posts from a couple weeks ago in the beginning of December. He said, oh, I made this kind of fan-made ad that I thought would be a good ad for uh, PUBG, right? Player Known Battlegrounds for Xbox One X. It essentially was a photo of a Xbox One X where the top of the system was basically, he put a bunch of like grass and he put like a soldier in it, you know, looking off on the rise. It was a really cool concept. He's like, oh, this is just, you know, idea I had. And then two weeks later, Microsoft posted on Twitter uh, just an image of get player known battlegrounds on Xbox One X. And it was the pretty much the exact same photo, but just, you know, someone else made it on their own Photoshop tools. They switched the console to a black Xbox One X instead of a white one. And they had the same thing with the soldier on the grass looking into the horizon. And it was just shockingly, like, shocking how much of a ripoff this was. And immediately, uh, you know, the Internet starts going in flames. Everyone grabs their Reddit pitchforks that they love to bring out. And, you know, oh, how dare you do this? Oh, I can't believe this. And then uh, Major uh, Nelson, Larry Herb, who's kind of like the head Xbox community guy for Microsoft, He's like, oh, sorry, like we took the, the tweet down. We're reviewing this. We don't know how this happened. We'll get back to you with an update once we know more uh, about this. But, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a company, especially a gaming company that's so big like Microsoft, just like blatantly kind of like steal and reproduce an image or an ad that, uh, you know, a random user on the Internet kind of put out there before like this. And I don't know. I just <laughs> – I thought this was really, really odd and strange that – you know, Microsoft isn't saying, oh, you know, we stole the ad. They're saying it's under review. And I don't know. What do you, what's your guys' thoughts on this? You story? know, some you know, some guy in marketing just saw this on Reddit and was like, hey, that's pretty cool. I think I'm going to pitch that. And so this guy in marketing is going to be looking for a job at Apple next week. Yeah. <laughs> well, I well, mean, uh, does this happen a lot, you guys think, in just like <laughs> digital, you know, Photoshop and like uh, – well, what's the word? If you're an online editor or illustrator, like, do you think work just gets stolen and copied all the time, and there's not much you can do about probably. it? Or? Yeah, yeah, probably. Probably, absolutely. This is this is. It doesn't happen a lot, but it happens for yeah. sure. And, like maybe not on this big this, of a scale, but yeah, it definitely happens. Yeah, it's just this time, like somebody actually found it. Like yeah. they found their work and well, spotted it, but it was posted on the Microsoft Twitter account, which has like millions yeah, yeah, yeah. and millions of followers. It's like really, like you didn't think anyone would notice if you stole something and posted it on this Twitter account? Like but the, uh, the the ridiculous thing is, you know that person like it was just his own fan art, so it's like it's mm. whatever. Like yeah. sure, it's yours. Like it's, you put your pride and all that into it, but. There's no, copy- yeah, yeah, there's no there's copy. Yeah, there's no copyright. It's not you didn't so. like put it onto record or anything like that. So basically, what they did is they saw your idea and they're like, "Hey, that's really cool," and they kind of copied it and changed it just enough that it's not the same art. So in reality, I mean, this is whatever. It is. <laughs> it's like you're, you know, they took an idea from you, copied it, basically. Suck it up. Like yeah. and I and I hate to be like that harsh about it, but that's what it is. Like, but yeah, oh my no, gosh, I agree. somebody stole my work. Nobody stole your work. You didn't get paid to do that. You mm-hmm. didn't do it for another company. It's not like you work for Sony and you did. You know, like it's. Well, do you, or, you think? Know, do you think this guy should get care. some type of benefit or like payment from Microsoft for using the idea? Like, I mean, yeah, if Microsoft anything. wants to keep a good rapport with the community, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, at least give him a free Xbox One X or something, right? Or even just buy, just give him a free uh, player unknown battlegrounds game. Something I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, since since they got caught, sure. But at the end of the day, I'm like, if put your pitchforks put your pitchforks away, like it's yeah. a big deal. Like, <laughs> you know how many people, especially artists. Like, I don't even care. Like, forget the marketing aspect of it. Like, mm-hmm. these marketers, the people who make these things, like, some of them are artists, right? So, yeah. imagine you're looking for inspiration, right? That is something artists do. I don't care how high of a level you are at. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Nothing just comes from your own brain all the time. Like, you go to the internet for inspiration, right? And then what do you do? You take that inspiration and then you build on it in your own way. 
Mm-hmm. This particular person or team of people did not really change much, probably because they just liked what they saw. That happens all oh, yeah. the time with <laughs> oh, anybody, yeah. like paid or not paid. So I don't know what people are so upset. Probably people just don't understand how the process actually works. But this happens all the time at any level. Now, in terms of like the highest of levels, I don't know how often you see somebody find something on Reddit or Twitter or something and be like, oh, man, that's actually pretty freaking good. We'll use that for our marketing because marketers have to be extremely careful about what they're putting out there. And yeah. if it doesn't fit with the brand, then it doesn't work. This, I guess what this dude made, like fit pretty well with what something they were looking yeah, it, for. It was, it was so cool, he kind of got cool lucky. Idea. Yeah. yeah so that's, that's, that's actually what impresses me more than that this guy got, the Microsoft got caught stealing this. Cause I mean, obviously they took an idea, like you said, inspiration. What impresses me more is that Microsoft didn't change it. Like they saw this and they're like, Hey, that's a great idea. Let's throw this out there. Like that kind of surprises it is kudos me. to the person to who made it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think at the very least this guy can like put on some type of resume or something like, I designed this or like portfolio, like I designed this cool ad and Microsoft liked it so much that they took it and like did their own thing, whether or not they're going to admit it. Like that's, yeah, I I think hopefully he would be able to get some uh, traction or, you know, interview or something off of that, but we'll see. I I will, I will say Larry, her in his response, he, he legitimately probably didn't know what happened. But no. since he's a community guy, he's like, okay, like we're looking into this. Sorry, guys. Uh, we'll we'll yeah. get back to you. Yeah, I mean, they'll probably go back. <laughs> he's not part of marketing. I'm sure he probably like hears some stuff yeah, he about marketing. Yeah. Control. yeah, yeah, yeah. Slap someone on the wrist. Give this Reddit user free year of Xbox Live. Call it good. I, yeah, fun. I, I'd be fine with that, dude. Fun fact: Maybe two. I, I actually ran into. Uh, Major Nelson at Target two weeks ago. <laughs> I was going down. Oh, really? I saw him walk right by me, and then like I turned around, and he looked like he was really busy, so I didn't stop him or anything. But I'm like, that's that's Major Nelson. Mark's like, who? I'm like, oh, it's got an Xbox. He has like three million followers, <laughs> and he just walked right by. But you know, we we live in Redmond, so that's Microsoft country. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, um, for sure. But anyways, um, next news piece, Anthony. I'll let you uh, take it away here. So, I saw this on. Uh, I first saw it on Gama Sutra, but I, I linked the uh, games industry for us. But um, the World Health Organization recognizes gaming disorder, gaming disorder in quotes, <laughs> as a disease. So, so, yeah, go ahead. Ask your question. What exactly is gaming disorder? What are they classify- calling gaming disorder? Glad you asked. So, <laughs> gaming disorder is characterized by – I'm just going to read this whole thing. This is Yeah, like, do it. Mind you, I'll give the credit. This is a draft of their next, uh, basically like book or pamphlet or whatever of official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they're characterizing gaming disorder as a pattern of persistent or recurrent gaming behavior, which may be granted digital gaming or video gaming, video Mm. gaming with a dash in the middle. That's fun. Which may be (laughs) online. Over the internet or offline, manifested by what? Impaired control over gaming, onset, frequency, intensity, duration. Number two, increasing priority given to gaming to the extent that gaming takes precedent over other life interests and daily activities. (laughs) And three, uh, continuation or escalation of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences. So what you're saying is it shouldn't be gaming disorder. It should be gaming addiction. Yeah. <laughs> well, the exactly. fact that they're calling this a disease, I think. Is That's so interesting. Hilarious. Like we... when you think of disease, you know, I think of <clears throat> malaria. I think of like STTs. Well, okay. They're calling it disorder. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's a disorder. But I mean, you, even still like, you know, schizophrenia, uh, bipolar disease, uh, not alcoholism yeah nobody calls it alcohol disorder (laughs) right or you know drug disorder right so this is what i feel like is so interesting about this especially even labeling it disorder because you guys hit on it right on the nail there's a social aspect to calling it a disorder 
right? Yeah. And we know game gaming has been under attack by health officials and organizations because, well, let's just be honest. Nobody's died from binge watching Netflix yet, right? <laughs> so <laughs> yes. it's not really a problem. But people have died from, from playing video games. games. Yep. So they're like, oh, this is a problem. There's, there's, you know, people remember World of Warcraft? Oh, yeah. <laughs> people lost jobs because of that game. People had family problems because of that game, right? Similar to gambling, right? So they're like, well, oh, my gosh, gambling is a, is a certain issue. Let, let's look at gaming. Oh, my. We're going to consider this a disorder. Now, granted, this isn't, like, official yet. They they are not going to officially put this in yet. They got to look it over and all this other stuff. But... It feels like an attack on gamers. Like it, it does. That's, that's just what it feels like. I don't know if it actually is because there is the reality that, yes, video games can be addicting. They just can. Mm-hmm. More so than television, movies, or music. That's just the reality of the situation. True. But to it feels like it a disorder. double standard. Well, the, the fact that they're calling it a disorder and not just like – I mean, what is really pushing this beyond, okay – that this person is addicted to video game too. Oh, this person has a gaming disorder. I mean, like, I don't, I don't see how that's really changing the the conversation, other than it be more of a negative thing. I guess. I mean, I if someone seriously does have a video game addiction, I think the people around them know the seriousness of that problem. I don't think mm-hmm. calling it a disorder helps in any in like any way, shape, or form. <laughs> No, I, and I, I feel like so either. I feel like there's not like a gambling one in the World Health Organization. I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't looked over the entire pamphlet or whatever brochure, book, or dictionary they have. But I feel like gambling or like alcoholism or a lot of these other things are kind of in the same category of addictiveness and destructiveness. They're not there. So why are we putting? So this one, me, like, yeah, you, it feels like that attack. Let me let me tell you what's here. OK, I'm looking at the ICT 11 beta draft. Right. And it is under disorders due to addictive behaviors. Right. Let me tell you what's there. All right. All right. Gambling disorder. OK. Gaming disorder. That that's it. It. And that's it. That's, that's it. it. <laughs> like you don't you don't see alcohol, right? All right. All right. And uh, can we just be honest here? Pornography is an addiction that has destroyed lots of families, right? Yeah. You don't well, see pornography over here and calling that like a disorder. The side right? effects, the side effects of alcoholism, and you know all those other things. I think like more people have died just from as serious, if not as more. Yeah. Yeah. People, people say it all the time that alcohol is worse than weed, right? Why? Yeah. Because it destroys families, it destroys people's finances, it destroys lives, right? Yeah. But yet, alcohol is not a disorder. Alcoholism. Or maybe they'll call it a disorder, but it's not addictive? Yeah, that's... <laughs> I, don't I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not much of a doctor. People could be addicted to partying. Like, yeah. is that a disorder? <laughs> like, I've seen so many people who are, like, in their 30s. And it's like, dude, why are you partying the way you do? Like, right? <laughs> like you're like in college. Like you're partying like you're in college. Like, get over it. Well, it, it feels it feels like it's uh, unnecessarily focusing a um, uh, microscope on gaming when you know it really yeah. should just be on addictive behavior that takes precedence over other daily life. You know, it's not. I feel like it. It shouldn't just be oh. When gaming takes precedence over these, and when gaming is this addiction, it's just when anything really gets in that addiction, you know, obviously that can be a problem. But the fact that it's just focused on gaming, I'm not sure what they they uh, are hoping to solve. What they, yeah, this. what are they trying to do? Maybe they're just trying to get attention. I don't know. Probably there's somebody putting money behind this. Yeah. That's basically probably what it comes down to. <laughs> somebody, somebody is funding this to be a thing. Maybe it's that guy back from the '90s who like led an attack on video games when Mortal Kombat. Oh my came gosh! Out and stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> what was his around. name? I, I can't I believe I forgot know. his name. I don't remember. I just remember seeing about all these talk shows and how you not to let your oh. kids play games, and they, that's what started the ESRB and stuff like that. Right. But, um, anyways, definitely very interesting. Uh, let us know on Twitter. Uh, 
would you say you have a disorder now that we know gaming <laughs> addiction is a disorder? I feel like they may have a lot of new Americans that have a disorder now because wait, wait, this, wait. If I have this disorder, <laughs> can I get out of certain things? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, like put, do put I get money form, from do I get money from the government? Yeah, put it down on no, like those, compensation those, forms. You have a disorder that, and see what you get back. Yeah, I'm to gaming disorders anonymous or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, our last news piece here has to do with Overwatch. And no, we're not talking about the new update they promised or the new developer video. Uh, no. But instead, Rob has uh, something to share here about uh, Jeff Kaplan, the director of Overwatch. So you may have already seen this because it did happen around Christmas and, you know, we didn't have our show last week because of Christmas. But, you know, December 24th, uh, Jeff Kaplan, the director of Overwatch, he got on Twitch and did nothing. <laughs> he sat by a fire. So there's a fireplace in the back. So it wasn't, like, it wasn't on accident. This was a planned out stream that he did. This was, yeah, it was, he sat by the fire. There was cookies and milk and everything. It was all set up and he sat there for... 10 hours live streaming himself doing nothing. He doesn't say anything. Every once in a while he moves. But like 40,000 people at one point were tuned in watching Jeff Kaplan sit there and do nothing. Like he wasn't taking questions. He wasn't talking. Just just sitting. No announcements at the beginning or end. Just I feel like this is just like the ultimate troll move. That just like he's become the kind of the head of this community (laughs) and of like Mm -hmm. Overwatch and when if he goes and streams something, it doesn't matter what what it is. Everyone will tune in just to see if there's a hint of the new Sombra type character, you know, where yeah. they have to pe- put together the puzzle of all these things, even if it's to stare at him doing nothing for absolutely 10 hours. And well, the fact that this was on Christmas Eve is kind of remarkable as well. Like, yeah. I mean, he's been, been known for doing some gimmicky things like this, kind of, maybe not on this scale, but kind of gimmicky stuff before just for the heck of it, but... Well, he has a sense of humor, for sure. Ten hours. I don't know if I... Let me give you a different perspective. All right, all right. He got paid to do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet. Like, I don't know if that's... It's just out of the fun goodness of his heart. I'm just saying. He just got paid to sit there. (laughs) Like, do you know how many people wish they get (laughs) paid to sit there? For ten hours. Like, we all wish we could get paid for... 10 hours or sitting there doing just sitting nothing. there. <laughs> nothing. Did he eat a cookie? I don't know. I'm really curious because he had the cookie in Rob, the milk You didn't there. watch all 10 hours. We needed you to be our reporter on this one. I, I like, Sorry. Watched, I, I had to, to confirm. To <laughs> I watched like 10 minutes of it. And after 10 minutes of him basically doing nothing, I was kind of like, you know what? I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think I would complain. Yeah. For that one. But, <laughs> uh, that 40,000. At one point, yeah, that's what that's what the article I was reading is like. Almost forty thousand people tuned in to watch this at yeah, some point or another. You know, we're like, I mean, like, <laughs> we understand the the concept of you know Twitch is popular. It brings in a lot of people to watch different games. You know, and the idea some people find it hard to understand the idea of someone watching a game for you know someone else play a game for several hours. But sitting there watching a guy do absolutely nothing for ten hours kind of baffles my mind. Yeah, I want to know if someone. I want to know if some people sat through this whole thing. Oh, I want to so know who told him to sit there for ten hours. Yeah, whose idea right? was it? Was it Jeff's idea? Was it someone else's? I know. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. But anyways, Mr. Kaplan, I hope you enjoy your fireside sitting. Um, I I know yeah, they it's just not even put Hearthstone. A, <laughs> yeah, I was playing Hearthstone off screen, but no, <laughs> I know uh, they promised uh, some new updates and some new characters mm-hmm. and maps and stuff coming this year. So um, it's good and to see that games still still getting support. You know, it still has yeah. a pretty large user base. I've kind of fallen off a little bit. I, I don't play much as I did the, at the beginning of last year, but uh, I always jump in when there's you know those new updates. You know, it keeps keeps everyone um, invested, which is awesome so um yeah so that ends our new segment our second segment today um i thought we would just talk about just our favorite games we played over break um uh i thought we could share three games each if you have three that you played over break uh, especially if these were kind of like you know new games to you or just games you really sp- spent a lot of time in, in and you know i i posted on twitter that 
Um, I plan my plan for going into this break was to play the Zelda DLC and to play the Horizon Zero Dawn DLC because they both looked really fun. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed those games. Those were two of my most played games of last year. And instead, I ended up getting a gift card gift card to Best Buy early for Christmas and ended up getting Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle on sale. And this was like kind of the one Switch game I skipped and I was still kind of interested in. And, you know, we all know the story when this game was first leaked slash announced. Everyone's like, what the heck? This game looks stupid. You know, why would you cross Mario, the most beloved gaming icon, with these rabid minion things? Uh, but, you know, when the E3 came around and did the reveal, Miyamoto, you know, put his trust behind it. And the game looked pretty good. Everyone gave positive reactions. I was still skeptical. But I'm here to say this game is marvelous. Like, the music in this game feels like a mar. Mario game, but it also feels kind of like a Donkey Kong game because it has Grant Kirkhope. Yeah, Grant Kirkhope, who did DK sixty four and a lot of those old you know sixty four rare games like Banjo. He did Ukulele this uh, this last year, and it's so cool because you'll get there at Peach's Castle and you'll hear you know the dun dun dun, dun you know the the Peach's Castle theme from Mario sixty four, but it mixes off does all these other things. You fight like a Donkey Kong boss where it has part of the Jungle Japes theme from the original Donkey Kong Country in there. And for some reason, this game feels like a Mario game when I didn't think it would. Like, this is a game made by Ubisoft, and it feels polished <laughs> from, like, day one, from the very beginning, from beginning. You know, I'm not at the end yet, but I'm about three-quarters of the way through. And this is a Ubisoft game I never thought I would be playing and put, you know, over 15 hours in. I'm still not done So, obviously, it. this isn't the team that normally works on Assassin's Creed. No, no, this, this team that made this <laughs> is, that is amazing. Reflections? <laughs> But it's crazy because I've also been playing Rayman Legends again. I've been going through that again on my Switch. And I'm switching so out these two these two oh, Ubisoft yeah. games on my Switch. And I'm like, I had no idea with how many great Nintendo games we got last year. I'd be playing these two Ubisoft games on Switch. But but no, I, I mean, if you like <laughs> strategy games, just even slightly interested in strategy games, I just totally recommend this game. It's so cool because there's so many different battle arenas. There's so many different enemy types. They mix up the rabbits with so many different weird... Um, enemies like there's like weird prana plant ones there's big ones that'll smash you with things um there's a really good strategy element with just that tiny hint of chance kind of like fire emblem where you can get like critical hits where it does different effects and there's a really neat skill tree and upgrade system and you can buy new weapons and the weapons are just totally bonkers weird names like uh themed after like honeybees and lochness monsters and 8-bit you know retro styled stuff and I don't know. This game is just really, really cool. I played it with my uh, nephew um, when he came to visit for Christmas, and he just absolutely loved it. We played the co-op mode. We played the versus mode, and uh, he ended up getting the game as soon as he got home. Like He like, loved it so much he went out and spent his own money to buy this game because it's totally a game that I think is you know classic Mario. It's really accessible mm. for pretty much anyone, which is really cool, and it's super challenging. I haven't gone on the easy mode yet for any battles, but... Uh, Definitely has the challenge in there too. If you're afraid, it might be too easy. It's <laughs> don't need to worry about that. But yeah, anyways, Mario Plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. Um, it's is definitely worth your time if you're a skeptic. And believe me, as a big Mario fan, I was extremely skeptical of this game. But man, I'm so glad I got it, and it's it is totally worth the price of admission. So yeah, um, Anthony, what have you been playing? Oh. oh. Just jump right into me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I know you got a lot to talk about here, being a new Switch owner with Mario. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. Quickly, I played Forza Horizon 3, the Hot Wheels DLC. Uh-huh. Fantastic, Wait, actually. Hot Wheels I, DLC? That sounds awesome. Yeah. Oh, it so is awesome. like, have the tracks and everything oh, for the Hot Wheels? The orange well? tracks, loops, speed, yes. like <laughs> F-Zero X. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's, it's a lot of fun. It was, that it was cool. more fun. Me and my friend were playing it, and we were both like, Wow, this is crazy. <laughs> so it's it's much more arcadey than typical oh, yeah. Forza Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, it's already Horizon, but it's more arcadey than what Horizon already is. But it's not arcadey to the point where it feels more like Need for Speed or like California Speed or whatever. Um, that's an old arcade game. If you guys don't know, that's a good, um, that's yeah. a good one. That's a fun one. We're cruising, right? Those oh, games. cruise in the USA. Yeah, those games are arcadey. World War is good. One. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like school. that. So, but it, it was. It's a lot of fun. I haven't put in as much time into it because I did 
get a Switch. Yeah. And I like it a lot. I... Yeah. Switch. First of all, the Switch is great. Doesn't I, it just feel good, like in your hands when you play in portable? Like it doesn't feel oh, awkward or anything. I, no, it doesn't feel awkward at all. It feels. It's what the Wii U should have been. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it doesn't feel so cheap good. like a, like a Wii U gamepad. No, it doesn't at all. Like I literally, went to, my wife was in bed, and I just brought it in and put my headphones in and was playing Mario Odyssey in my bed, and I was like, "This, <laughs> this is unnatural. This <laughs> is unnatural. it. I'm not <laughs> happy now. This, this is everything." All Nintendo fans have been wanting for years, right? Because you have like Super Mario 64. Oh, I want that on the go. Zelda. I want that on the go. And then you'd have like Super Mario 64 DS, which was okay. And then you had finally Zelda 3D on the 3DS, and that was good. But it's like, no, I'm playing like a full console game in my bed right <laughs> full now. Full brand I new next-gen Switch Mario game in bed. <laughs> and, that, and that particular game looks fine in mm-hmm. held mode. Um, you could you could tell it's a little bit more pixelated, but overall, I mean, it's fine. Like it doesn't look crazy. But Mario Odyssey, in and of itself, <laughs> so many good things to say. About it. <laughs> so let me tell you, I put out a tweet when I was at Target because the first Target I went to didn't have it. Yeah. So oh, I was yeah. like, all right, do I get Breath of the Wild or do I get Mario Kart Eight? Because I was thinking Mario Kart Eight, so my wife could play with me. Yeah. I didn't get an answer quick enough. Granted, it was like an APB, like at the last second. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go to another target. They had like nine left. So I went there. Nobody was there. I was like, perfect. I should be able to got one, get one. Got one. Popped it in after charging my switch. And then glory ensued. I was like, glory. this game is really as good as everybody's saying it is. Because I wasn't sure if it really was yeah, going I mean, to be that good. Yeah, yeah. Which is always that skepticism. Tons and tons of 10 out of 10s, and you see all the talk on Twitter. You know, it's hard to see if it actually lives up to the hype later on, for sure. Yeah. And I'm at the point where I am ready to say it's better than Super Mario 64. What? <laughs> Without wow. question. Like it is, it is better than Super Mario sixty four. Now I am a Mario sixty four fan. Like, yeah, no, Galaxy, that's one of your top games is, of all time, right? It's my third top game of all time. Yeah, like Mario three, Mario World, Mario sixty four. Those are my top three of all time. I am, I could safely put that game above Mario sixty four. Like it is that good. The yeah. gauntlet has been thrown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it really is that good. The controls are super smooth. Um, it feels great. The levels are really well designed. You would think with over 900 moons, you would think there would be a level of oversaturation mm. with everything you could collect. Like, there's something nice about Mario 64 in the sense that each star has its own very meticulously crafted level within yeah. the larger levels. While these moons are taking a more open world approach where you could just where you go and find one. But I never felt like, oh my gosh, like, there's too many moons. Like, I feel like, oh, I found a moon. Oh, that's cool. Like, I happen to stumble upon one while I'm looking for another one. Like, there's always a sense of progress. Yeah. Well, and Where's yeah. You, you get that, that sense of, you know, oh, over the horizon, I, I see something over there. Or, oh, I see something shining over here. Or, I bet if I get up to that you know, area over there, there might be something there and it constantly is rewarding that just like, you know, breath of the wild did, you know, it is always rewarding that exploration. And I think you, you're really right. It, it found the perfect balance of while there is, you know, a crap ton of moons in that game, they don't feel like they're just all right there in a bunch, you know, right there given to you. There are some that, you know, are easier to find, but you know, it's about getting there and getting the journey. And then there's a lot that are actually, well hidden and you have to do you know kind of like that mario 64 where you very you know follow almost kind of a path or a certain certain method that kind of gets you to that that achievement of getting the new moon yeah there's only two critiques i have against mario odyssey i don't i don't know if i would give it a 10 i don't know whatever i don't know but um the only two critiques i have is that a few of the levels 
there's some continuity issues with it. Like, it just seems like there's just like too much going on. Like luncheon, that place. It's <laughs> That's like very divisive kingdom. <laughs> it is. Um, like I liked it. Like the level design is fine, but at mm. the same time, it, it feels very like all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few of the levels feel like that every once in a while. Um, yeah, that, that one felt very segmented. Like for the most part, most of the worlds felt very connected. Is that what you're kind of saying? Like it kind of felt like there was weird branches off that weren't really connected. Yeah, it, just, it yeah, it didn't feel like it flowed very well. It was just kind of like I, I don't. I'm not a level designer, so I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. But mm-hmm. it 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 just didn't feel as smooth as the other worlds did. Yeah, I see uh, that. a little bit. New Donk can actually feel that way a little bit, but that's because it's so massive. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Luncheon isn't even doesn't have the same scale as New Donk City, mm-hmm. but it's it, it can feel like just all over the place. Um, and then the only other thing is some of the controls, the um, some of the moves actually, not the controls, but some of the moves just like have no use. Um, the role, like I've figured out any use for the role. The, the, <laughs> role, the role is for speed running. Like you can do. The role is for speed running, but I've for roles. You can, but I've yeah. I've gotten so many moons that should use the role in quotes, yeah. but I didn't need it. So I'm like, eh, the role kind of not needed. Um, Whereas, like, in Mario 64, like, there's only, like, one move I felt like I did not need at all. And that was the, like, the crouch kick. Thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, I was like, oh, okay. actually used that one. <laughs> you said what? I, I don't think anyone but speedrunners actually use that. Yeah. And <laughs> so I felt like they just put in a little too much moves for Mario. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just like, you have it, but you didn't really need it and again i have i'm only a, like moon 300 so maybe i will need it at some point maybe i will need some of these other moves but other than that i mean like that's the worst critique i have for the game yeah <laughs> like, that's your worst critique i think we're doing pretty good because yeah that's, it's that's doing good yeah. it's a good game what, what was and, like your, some uh... people are like oh galaxy is better than Mark. no the galaxy is not better than Mario 64. Neither of them are better than Mario 64. Um, this this is genuinely better. Like yeah, this, really, the only thing I like better about Galaxy was as much as I love some of the tracks in Odyssey, just the the tone in the uh, orchestra of Mario Galaxy's music. I think is was so memorable and so like iconic for its time that I still, yeah. That's one thing I really liked more about Galaxy than I did Odyssey. As much yeah, as I like some of Odyssey, it's good. Yeah. Odyssey's music, yeah, it's it's got its ups and downs. It's it's got some weird stylistic choices that I think more fit align with the style that they chose. Mm-hmm. You notice, like Mario Odyssey, they have a lot of quote unquote real world locales, whereas Galaxy, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's all spacey and stuff. Which Galaxy's music is spectacular. It's really good. I also like some of their level designs, like the whole gravity stuff is really cool. Like, yeah. The way well, they played off of it is good. The cool but thing is the whole... they, they play with that in Odyssey too. Like there's segments where they do some stuff with gravity and pull different ideas from past Mario games. And I think that's one of the things I love the most about Odyssey. It was not only was it kind of like a love letter to Mario 64 in so many ways with, you know, unlocking costumes and, you know, going to Peach's castle and stuff, but there were so many just little gameplay things from pulled just little snippets from sunshine and, you know, uh, the Galaxy games and pretty much every Mario game in there, the 2D stuff. And, you know, you even have cameos with things like charging checks in there at the end. It's like, yeah, out of nowhere from Super Mario World. Like, there he is for one little segment of the game. Uh, but I want to know, what was your favorite uh, transformation or capture? Excuse me. Oh, um, I know it's hard to choose. But, uh, um, is it Pokio? Pokio is my favorite. <laughs> I don't even know if I've paid attention enough to like pick a favorite transformation. Um, I know it's still pretty fresh for you, so it's okay if you don't have an answer. I know. 300 moons in, it's still pretty fresh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know that I have a favorite transformation. Um, T-Rex. Rob's eh. is T-Rex by default. <laughs> yeah. Just T-Rex yeah. is the default answer. I do like... The, the, oh, what kingdom is it? The the one with the beach. 
Um, I like the oh, little the squids. Dudes. Oh yeah, 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 those things are pretty cool. I like those, but I, I think I'm more. I like how they used it in the boss battle. I think that was yeah, good. Yeah. That was For fun. Sure. So that's why that one sticks out to me. But I don't know if I have a favorite. Okay. I just I just love the way they used all the transformations. Like yeah. they're all cleverly used. And none like, of them overstayed their welcome either. Like they, no, and I think that's why I don't have a favorite because. Mm-hmm. You know, you get in it, you do what you got to do, you get out, you move on to the next one. And generally, like, this game does Kirby better than Kirby. So <laughs> I, oh, that, that's a quote right there. This game does Kirby better than Kirby. Put it on the back of the box, Nintendo. Anthony Shelton. Yes. Right, here. right yes. there. <laughs> like, it's, it's uh, so good. Yeah. I was uh, shocked. It's I was it, really skeptical. It's marvelous. I'm I mean, interested to, to hear your thoughts, you know, on Twitter or something, you know, in a couple of weeks once you kind of hit the, the 500 moon. Uh, four or five hundred moon uh, level because that's when the moons start becoming a lot more challenging <laughs> and hard to well, find. Because you have less of them. Like, oh my gosh, I saw people online talking about the game is easy. No, it's not. <laughs> like, because you, some of the moons you just stumble upon. Yeah, there's nine hundred of them. Like, do you expect nine hundred moons to have the meticulous level design of Mario sixty four? Yeah. No, like that's impossible. And it's an open world design. And it's a Mario Mario's game. Sequel. Mario games are have always been accessible to at least some point where anyone can pick it up yeah. and feel successful. Like no, yes, the the four year old who's playing Marvel the first time will be able to go find a amount of moons, but no, he will probably not be able to hundred percent the game. Like totally different no. story. So, oh Absolutely. yeah, yeah. Although. The, the amount of accessibility is a little bit disturbing sometimes. Like, you could just straight up buy moons, which is weird. Yeah, but, that was that was, yeah. that was one of the one uh, critiques I had for the game. It was kind of a weird artificial Microtransactions. Yeah. It was yeah, not it was real like, money. Not real money, Rob. Stop that. I know. I Don't know, give them know. ideas. It's, it's <laughs> in-game microtransactions, you know. In-game currency. Yeah, well, I do like yeah. how coins actually matter now because I've always loved collecting coins, but really there hasn't really been a use for them over the, other than gaining lives that you lose as soon as you turn off the game, anyways. Like, never really been a point, but now you know if you're doing a really hard challenge, you're losing coins, which you actually use to buy costumes, and you can get stars too. But really, you can unlock really cool costumes with the coins too, which is gave it a purpose which was cool and even that losing the coins like that's no big you lose 10 you get them back like you get to the same area and they're there so like yeah. you could just collect them again mm-hmm. yeah but awesome oh, fantastic game. we could talk about mario odyssey all day i know but uh <laughs> rob <laughs> what was one of the games you were playing over break all right so i've been playing a lot of uh my break has kind of been broken up because i just i did it the giant youth retreat so it's gone for most of the break and you know big events and stuff um with my work and all but i played pretty much i played a little banner saga 2 i just kind of picked it up and played a little bit more i've been i i love it, that game it's so gorgeous the art sounds great the gameplay's fun as this kind of one of those fun games you can just pick up play for like 20 30 minutes and then not play for a few weeks and you're still kind of you know what you're doing that's good but but the game I've been playing a lot of, Assassin's Creed Origins, pretty much the only thing I've played all break wow. has been Assassin's Creed Origins. Big surprise. Rob's playing Assassin's <laughs> Creed. I was, I'll be honest, I was so skeptical. I was... Yeah, you should have been. <laughs> I mean, like, I like Syndicate. I don't think a lot of people like Syndicate, um, but I don't think a lot of people gave it a chance after Unity. Unity was terrible. Trash. I mean, story-wise, they had to decent story Trash. but the characters were <laughs> awful the except for like one character the villains were terrible the I, gameplay I thought, I thought was the design awful of the world was good like the, the look I of don't, yeah felt, felt i mean there was parts that i liked but it all kind of felt repetitive after about an hour you know but the but you know syndicate i like syndicate so, so far so is origins. It, what or, is origins doing well it's just absolutely gorgeous I'm feeling compelled to do things like I feel compelled to actually, you know, play through the story, explore, look at different areas. The The combat feels really fresh. It's so different from anything we've seen in an Assassin's Creed game. I feel like it's really accessible to just basically you know, other Assassin's Creed games have kind of advertised. You can kill them however you want. <clears throat> but in reality, counter it, 
Square, Counter. square, triangle, square. Counter. <laughs> Counter. Do you want to do a heavy attack or a light attack? <laughs> you know, in this game, they have, like, so many different types of weapons. They have so many, like, you could run in and jump off of a rooftop and shoot them with a bow and arrow. And then, you know, I just, I'm really enjoying it. I, I'm not super far into it, even though I've played it most of the break. But... I actually was like, oh, maybe I'll pick up the Horizon Zero Dawn DLC and play through that, and then I just was like, or I could play Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> Rob will always so, choose Assassin's Creed. Uh, we know that. That's true. So I've no, actually that, have heard uh, Origins seems to be better than Horizon Zero Dawn. Just nobody will actually admit it. <laughs> I, I'll be honest, I loved... I played through Horizon Zero Dawn, and I love the story, and I love the characters. And the combat felt really good. And I would say, like, if I could compare it, you know, Assassin's Creed Origins so far, I'm not far enough in the story, I'm not far enough with the characters to be like, oh yeah, one's better than the other. But my biggest thing right now is, I like the melee combat in Assassin's Creed Origins better than Horizon Zero Dawn. Because in Horizon Zero Dawn, you basically only had that spear, and you only had, like, one Horizon's move. not about the melee. It's about all the different things you can shoot. Yeah, and that was the thing. Like, the bow and arrows in Horizon Zero Dawn are far superior to the bows and arrows in Assassin's Creed Origins. But I'm also pretty low level. I'm, like, level 17 or something like that. So I'm not... Which is awkward to say in an it's... Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, right. <laughs> kind of weird. I mean, just the fact that I'm, like, level 17 and, you know... What level are you at, bro? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Assassin's Creed doesn't have Do the enemies levels. have levels, too? Or is it just like... Yeah, they do. They do, actually. Um, so, like, you'll come across, you know, enemy types that are, you know... Most of the enemy types I've faced so far are, like, seven... You know, now that I'm a little further, like, level 10-ish. You might face, face someone who's, like, 12 or 13, you know, gotcha. boss-type character, but... You know, there's a nice diversity in enemy types, and there's some just some really cool areas that you can explore, explore and stuff. Like, found the Library of Alexandria, and like, dude, this thing didn't even exist. Most people don't even know what this looked like, and yet here's this Assassin's Creed Origins like recreation of it, and it's wandered around there for a while. It's pretty sweet. Nice. So. Well, I know I said earlier I was planning to get three games each for each one of us, but we're not going to have time to do 20 questions <laughs> with Anthony if we keep going. <laughs> and so we'll we'll hold there, you know, if there's there's any of the games we want to talk about next week we can uh continue to talk about those then. But Anthony, it's become a tradition every time you join the show that we play a little game called Twenty Questions where we have to uh fail in our attempts to uh <laughs> guess a video game that you have brought <laughs> to us. So uh, to kind of keep things moving here, I'm gonna uh set a timer here for I'm gonna give us uh, 11 minutes uh, to guess 20 questions to get as far as we can. 11. So okay. that way to make sure we don't go too, too over um, you know, our, our hour or so that we try to keep the show too. So, um, yeah. Of course. So I'll let you take it from here. This is your, your segment. All right. So as usual, you guys have to ask 20 questions between the both of you. And we'll alternate. And I have chosen a game, any era, and you guys ask the questions. Okay? Right. You ready? Right. Go ahead and start yeah. that timer. Uh, Jeff, going. we'll start with you. All right. Question number a, one. Was this a game that was released in the 1990s? No. Okay. All right. Was this, a, was this a game released in the 2000s? I'm talking like 0 to 10. The 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you just say, you know, 2000s, that could be longer, you know, all of the 2000s. <laughs> 2019? Go ahead, question number three. So was it oh, did, did you answer? 2010. Well, yes, yes, yes. Yes, oh, okay, yes. yes. All right, was this on the GameCube, Xbox, PS2 uh, generation of console games? No. Okay. I feel like we should figure out what, what system or what, what thing it's. Question so then, four, Rob. Uh, so then, was this a console exclusive? Yes. 
Anthony right. usually does console exclusives. He likes his exclusives, like which, which I think is good. It, it helps helps me out. It, it, it narrows down the path. So um, okay, was this? He said it was console exclusive, so that's probably not handheld. Um, was this a Nintendo Wii game? No. Okay. Let me clarify one of your questions. It is yeah. an exclusive. Okay. So it's not necessarily console. Rob, we got to figure out the system, I think. Uh, then we can um, there. Yeah, I know. Number six, yeah. Rob. All right, so... I see your hair growing. You're thinking hard. It is, yeah. The beard is coming back. Uh, is this a computer game? By computer, do you mean Commodore or PC or? PC. No. Okay. Okay. Um, We're on seven this, now. Is this on a Nintendo handheld? Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm, okay. Question number eight. I hope it's DS. I know DS pretty well, but not not as well as the GBA. Um, do we want to try and narrow? Let's see here. Yeah, let's, let's narrow, narrow down. Narrow down. Too. Game Boy Color uh, is probably out of it by then. If it's no, that sense, would be so. no. I don't. I don't know. Is this a DS game? No. Okay. Question number nine. Ooh. So it's game Boy Advance game. The 3DS didn't come out. I think till 2011 or something like that. Um, okay, did this game have advance in the title? No. Okay. <laughs> that was an odd question. <laughs> that was a weird question. <laughs> question well, number 10. Well, there's a lot of them, like Super Mario Advance, <coughs> Sonic Advance, Harvest Moon Advance. Um, let's see here. It's a Nintendo handheld game. Was this a platformer? No. Okay. Question number 11. Oh, goodness. Wait for a night. We're not getting very close so far. <laughs> yeah, your hair let's is falling can, out. Let, let's see if we can narrow down the genre. Because I, I think we, we've gotten it to handheld. Let's figure out what game it is. Not. <laughs> um... <laughs> Got plenty of handhelds to choose from. Is, yeah. Is this a uh, strategy game? No. Okay, so it's... Question number 12. Not Fire Emblem again, so we don't have to try and figure out those titles. <laughs> uh, trying to think of, like, handheld games from that all, era. All my Game Boy Advance games were platformers, and then a couple strategy. So I'm trying to think of other genres <laughs> of better Game Boy Advance. Oh, goodness. Is this based on a movie? That's an interesting question. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's not a movie, it's probably not going to be exclusive, I'm guessing. Question number is, 13. Is exclusive. All right. Um, is this game published by Nintendo? Yes. All right. Okay. Okay. So published by Nintendo. Question number 14. <laughs> Should we figure out what characters in the game? That might help us out more than genre, since Nintendo doesn't do as many genre. Or, I don't know. I feel uh, like if we find the genre, most, it could... Most stay. Nintendo games are, you know, or well, not most, I shouldn't say that. A lot of their games are pretty much platformers, okay, except well, for if, Zelda. I'm just saying, if we ask if something like if Mario is <laughs> a game, that eliminates a lot of games. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in the more than just platformers. So let's see here. We can do that one. Um, is this a Zelda game? Yes. Oh, there we go, Rob. I told you. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling Rob with the this. This is not a Mario. This is a Zelda game. All right. Question number 14. <laughs> Based 14. on nothing, you just had an intuition. <laughs> Question number 15 now. Uh, okay. Ever got. <laughs> so we have Minish Cap. We have Four Swords, which I think came with Link, Link to the Past. There's I also... Think, I think those were only two, right? Did it? No. Okay. Wasn't there... Advance? No. Did... It, There's more. Did this yeah. game feature a talking hat? 
Question number 16. Four questions left. Hey, was that a yes or a no? I said no. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's not Minish Cat. <laughs> so Should I just ask the other one and then... Well, I feel like it has to be the past. I have some type of question that would have to be linked to the past. That's what it's like. A were, there, were there Zelda... I'm Jeff, I'm just... Like, were there Zelda remakes during this era? Well, yeah. Link to the Past was a remake from the, yeah, yeah. From yes. the Super Nintendo. And Are you asking him, or is that for me? That was for him, because that's not okay. really a... You know, that's not really a yes or no. It I, is a I yes think or no question. I think were there Zelda remakes? Yes. <laughs> they, I think they ported the original over as well. They ported that yeah, and yeah. Link to the Past. Um, so let's see here. Is this a remake? No. Okay. So wait, clarifying question. Does when you say it's not a remake, does that mean it's also not a port? Or is that a different question? Um, I'm not gonna get into that semantic. No, that's no remake, no port. Okay, okay. Let's, let's make it sure. And no remaster. Um It's Game Boy Advance, like there were barely any remasters. <laughs> okay. That's where you're going with question number seventeen. Are there four different Sword wielding adventurers in this game. <laughs> uh, no. No. <laughs> what well, the other number eighteen? Are we missing the Zelda game? We are. We are. I know we are. What? <laughs> I mean, we have to. We just guessed the only three ones we could think of. <laughs> Let's see here. Was there like a spinoff game, maybe? Oh, there's one more. Why can't I not think of it? If Nathan was here, he would have already gotten this one. He's a Zelda fanatic. <laughs> Were there any... Um, I'm trying to think, because I feel like there was a game... Uh... How much time is left? What? We have a... Uh... Two minutes and 30 seconds. All right. Rob, let me let's clarify that this is indeed a Game Boy Advance game because I think those are all the only three Game Boy Advance games. I feel like he said that a couple of times that it is. I, don't I never we, confirmed anything. We never, uh, we never clarified. We just assumed it wasn't DS. Is it a Game Boy Advance game? No. Okay, that would be uh, a big question okay. number 19. I think we got this now. Okay. It has to be um, Link's Awakening or the Oracle games. Um, this is 19 this is 19 okay does this game have to do he's so nervous he's fumbling with everything in his house I know I know he's dropping everything does this game have to do with different seasons it does ah alright we got it right. now we have to narrow down which season it is oh, there's the oracle of ages and then there's legend of zelda the oracle of seasons so it's the season oracle of seasons Okay, so Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons. Yeah, final question right there. Yeah, is it? Hmm. <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yay! Hey, we got it. <laughs> Technically, it's both. I was going for both anyway. Okay, so either one. Oh, that was, okay, that, okay. That okay. was pretty clutch. Man, okay. Oh, yeah, I thought you guys, you guys, I thought you guys had screwed yourselves over once you eliminated <laughs> the Game Boy Advance because nothing came out in 2000, which is untrue. Oracle yeah, of Ages yeah, and no. Seasons no, came out no, in 2001. I had already moved on. I, I think past a Game Boy. Yeah, you were in the DS. <laughs> you were in the DS Advance stage already. <laughs> oh, I think that's glad we got that question. One last second. First twenty questions that we've actually gotten was just been Jeff and I. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Way to go, Rob. You, you you nailed it with that narrowing it down to Zelda. That was that was key. It's a high five sound effect at the end. But we got it. So hopefully uh you listeners at home who are playing along as well um didn't get as stumped as Rob as I did. But hey, we got there. Let us know if you uh you guessed it as well on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at Haylisten underscore games anthony um why don't you go ahead and uh, let people know where they can find you on twitter and also uh your other show uh you can find me on twitter at mr ant shelton and you can also find me on instagram i just started a new instagram gaming instagram for Ooh, myself it's sir kibble 2 
And uh, I host another podcast called the Hearth Zone Podcast, which is geared towards Hearthstone. So if you play Hearthstone and you want to get better, that is a podcast to listen to. Uh, we can help you get better with that. Awesome. Very cool. All right. Well, we will leave you guys with the Toy Factory uh, level theme from Donkey Kong 64. It's also by Grant Kirkhope. So have a great week, everyone, and we will see you next time. All right. See ya. This is.